take a hike. I thought I like women! Women, 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 women! The president and a small group of people know exactly what he meant. There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if- Melinda Brown Duncan, baby! If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. You gonna die doing this dumb ass, yeah. f***ing fool? Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your f***ing mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole, and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. What? I got some mighty dog food, some kind of shit. Hey, it's Friday. Are you ready for the weekend? You told me to leave wallet in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. No, this is what? Oh my God! Look at what you did to them. And you know, this is terrible. This is the after you're six years old. You know, bring your kids. I had to take off my shoes. Work in the field. That's part of that. That's <laughs> Senator. I'm a house. So kiss my black. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. Oh my God! Welcome back to the Stansberry. Oh, welcome to it. To be honest with you, this is our first one of the day. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9 online wrqk.com. I forgot about eat the booty like groceries, Pantone. I forgot about that. One. Um, yeah, I know you did. And Snuck that's, that one right in there. That's why I got it in there. Snuck that one right in there. And I don't think we ever did this, but I'm going to do it right now. Oh, you know what? This was actually asked for, requested by by a very dedicated listener of ours, uh, of ours, Jacqueline, who could not wait to hear this slow down. So we're going to do that. But gotta eat the booty like groceries. <laughs> it's better because you can hear what she says better. Yeah, no, we're going to be doing that a lot. The, 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 eating the booty like groceries? Well, we're going to be slowing it down oh, a lot. Okay. I don't know if I'll be eating the booty. Uh, well, I mean, I guess it's Jeez. Friday. It's Friday. You never do know. Welcome to the program, Pantone. How are you, buddy? I feel pretty good, man. You know, I'm a big fan of Fridays, so that's uh, Yeah, you all like right. this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and uh, here we stand on the weekend. I feel like I'm ready to go. What's the story with you? I uh, Well, I wish it wasn't raining right now. Yeah. I just ran out to the car to get the coffee mug, and it's like coming down. And it's got that weird look in the sky because it's light outside so early, right. and it's like yellow. I was kind of worried that it was like tornado or something. I was like, dude, what is, is that something? I was concerned. Maybe it's the sweet sounds of forever coming to an end. Maybe it's possible. Uh, no, I doubt it. I, I, be bet, I bet it's just going to be rain and we'll probably be fine is going to be my guess. But okay. I was planning on trying to play a little bit of golf today, but it does not look like that's uh, going to happen. Um, I was scheduled to work tomorrow for the Agora, but apparently show's not doing as well as they would like. Okay. So the manager called me yesterday. He's like, dude, look, I know you got an hour ride. He's like, I think you're taking a big gamble coming up here. For that, he's like, and I got like 22 people working. He's like, and I'm not sure that that's Jeez. really, I mean, I'm exaggerating, but you know, there was a bunch of us working. He's like, every bar is open. He's like, and he goes, I just don't think this is going to be your most lucrative night. He's like, so I'm just offering it to you. He's like, you know, he's like, if you still want to work, he's like, we'd always take you, you know? And I said, well, I said, nah, I was like, if you're not thinking it's going to be great, then yeah, save me the trip and let somebody whose only job is the Agora 
work and make some money. You know what I mean? I'm lucky to have another job outside of that. So all of a sudden you got a free, uh, free, you know, free weekend. weekend. So I am playing golf on Sunday with some of the guys that work. Um, actually, my maintenance guy in my building called me yesterday. He's like, yo, man. He's like, we had a fourth dropout for Sunday at 10. Are you in? I was like, yeah, man, I'll play. Absolutely. So I, uh, I will be playing Sunday with those guys. But yeah, I just got my whole entire weekend freed up. And so like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Got to figure out something. You're going camping, right? Ah, uh, that's the plans. But if it's going to wash out tonight and today and it's going to be all muddy tomorrow, I just don't know if it's going to be logistically the smartest it, plan right. yeah i don't i don't know if it's if it's in the it's in the cards this weekend so you didn't like automatically already pay for like a place no, or like no, whatever. no 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 i mean it's easy enough to just make plans the day of um and also i mean i told you yesterday like my girlfriend's back's been bothering her and i'm like well sleeping on an air mattress probably isn't the best idea no. so all of a sudden i feel like i've got a free and open weekend dude maybe we'll just pal around together sansbury and fantone doing the doing the sansbury show you know and it'll be out time. on the street out on the street live live bringing it on the streets baby Maybe. Yeah, I bet that doesn't happen. <laughs> no, I bet you not. I either. bet I bet that doesn't happen. I bet but you I, not either. I could feel day drinking coming on today, maybe though. If I'm not gonna golf, I could maybe see that. I could see myself okay. down at Busbin at like noon. Like just give me the beer. Um, well, if we're gonna speak about drinking and Busbin, number one, you got micro championship wrestling tonight at ah. Busbin. Um so that's something that anybody could be a part of. And, I forgot about that. Uh, drinking yesterday, Rhythm and Bruise. I know it went down. How was the uh how was the event? Rhythm tonight? and Bruise was actually a really good was a really good time yesterday. I um I met some. I met some people who listen to the program. I, the amount of people who walked by the table yesterday and told me that they got their tickets from us blew me away. Nice. So I was like, all right, well, that's good. Like at least a, you picked them up, and right. b, you used them, right. which is exactly what you know. Arts of Stark wants is is to find the right partner who can deliver the bodies, and we did that. So like that was good. Um, there were multiple. There were really good beers. Royal Docks was there. Which is like a you know a Canton brewery, and I absolutely love their beer. They have their big IPA, I believe, is called Wingfoot. Like that's the one everybody likes. But they have a newer IPA session, I believe it is, and, and it's called Yardarm, and that's the one I really like. And they had that on the truck last night, so I uh, I kept it in check. But I was like, yeah, let me right. have one of those. I like right. one of those. Right. Yeah, no, you know what I mean? But so, yeah, the food was good. Fishhead came out, hung nice. out with him for about an hour last night. It was good going, to see baby. him. I like it. He was uh, so this girl that was like uh, BJ's brew. House was there and okay. they were set up right next to us and this girl comes over to the table she's like oh my god you work at rock 106.9 and i was like yeah she's young like 25 and i, I was like yeah she's like, oh my god i love that radio station i was like oh cool thanks and she goes is Fishhead gonna be here Jeez. and i was like uh yeah actually he just walked in the door you know he'll you know any minute he'll he'll be back around this way and she's like oh my god i've been listening to Fishhead since i was five years old and i was like Make sure you tell them that <laughs> just like that. <laughs> and so sure enough, she walks away and goes, did you hear what that chick said to me? She said, you've been listening to me since I was five years old. I said, yeah, no, man, I set her up with that. I was like, I sent her your direction with the statement in hand, buddy. This That's is what stuff. you tell them. This is how you'll make them the happiest. <laughs> but she was. She was like starstruck. It was all happy to meet Fisher, which oh, was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that is good stuff. right? Nobody now. cared about meeting me. Not <laughs> no, at all. Not nobody, one not person. Not one one person so you know fish had cleaned up pretty big that girl was actually really cute by the way well I, uh, I which would, is why she didn't want anything to do with me say, i'm sure that's why she was like ill stansbury Gross. did not care about stansbury not one little bit we have a huge show packed for you guys today eight o'clock i'm gonna bitch about the president so if if you hate when people do that i would just avoid it it just just avoid it at eight o'clock
talk. Right. He did something yesterday that is a cardinal sin for my group of people. Okay. You just can't do it. All right. Maybe this is something to do with finances or health care. Maybe something to do with like ethics. No. Maybe, who knows? No. It's not just a fat <laughs> Caucasian problem either. It's like, dude, my, my group of people were slighted yesterday right. by the president. At 8 o'clock, I'll bitch about that. Okay. 8.30, Diane Thompson. Director of Nursing for the Canton City Health Department will join us on the program as Canton is getting ready to enter the needle exchange era. Where, um, again, I've just real briefly, this is where people can exchange needles for clean needles. And and uh, we're going to ask her all the questions you want to know. Is this enabling addicts? How much money is it going to cost you? What's the upside and downside for the city? You're going to get all those answers you want on this issue. That will happen 8.30 when Diane Thompson joins us. And 9 o'clock, 8 clues. She's cheating on you. I don't totally buy those. 100 greatest metal albums of all time happens 9.30. I have major issues with that list. A perfect Circle tickets headed your way at 8.45. We'll be back in a few minutes to start the program next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. It can be heard via iHeartRadio. So the reports were out there that Cavs players were telling Jimmy Butler to stay away from uh, uh, from the Cavs because uh, of all the dysfunction, which I heard yesterday, again, from Chris Broussard, who said that is patently, he's like, that's false. Did not happen. Are you going to tell me that people are going to make up lies so that you click on their article? Yeah. No. Yeah, the internet's, no. the internet's filled with, with people. You know, people honestly, you can trust, right? No. No. No, most blogs, this is the truth. Most of those online blogs are all filled with people who couldn't land jobs or keep jobs as journalists because their ethics were so bad. It's mo- 90% of those people were all thrown overboard from an actual editor-in-chief who was like, no, dude, I'm not running with that. The internet's where you go with that. Kind of like, like a podcast, some people might say. <laughs> like, it's NBA versus shirts and skins. It's essentially what it is. And speaking of the NBA, a lot of moves last night. Did the Cavs do anything? Like, did we get anybody? No. I don't are think you shocked Cavs... by that? No. I mean, what are you going to do on draft night? I mean, I, I mean, when you have no draft capital uh, to trade. Yeah. And I know this sounds like unbelievably like like hard, you know, hard to believe, I guess. The Cavs, even if nothing really changes, are still a goddamn good basketball team. I know it's like, no, they're not. They're the worst <laughs> basketball team. But they're not the worst basketball team. If 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 the Cavaliers, obviously there's going to be some changes on the bench. There's no question about that. Um, year to year, that would happen anyway, right, I think. Right, 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 right. And, you know, if Jefferson retires, I know there was a rumor that him and Fry were going to retire. That that has, Ch- Channing Fry came out and said that's not true or he's not going to be. Okay. Um, but It may be time for RJ. Even, even as if they go forth as they stand, they're still a really, really good basketball team. The second best in the world, a lot of people might say. So I, uh, I, I would I would I would definitely look for a move in the offseason, but if it doesn't happen right away, it's going to be okay. You've got time right now. It doesn't have to happen immediately. I know there's this like, oh my God, there's a rush, there's a panic feeling in the air, but it'll be okay if something happens. You know what that something might be? After uh, after Jimmy Butler got traded up to the Timberwolves, uh, yes, Dwayne Wade did take his extension, but people are talking about a buyout midseason for him. And then he'd be coming over to the Cavaliers. I heard a lot about that yesterday. And as a matter of fact, a guy I trust who is a basketball head. It's actually a head coach for a pretty good program up in um, the, for a high school up in Cleveland. Okay, Eric Flannery is his name. 
And he tweeted this yesterday, and you were the first person to float this idea. And he said, the more I think about it, the more I like Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh being Cavaliers next year and us you know, running up and down the court with them. And I thought you were nuts when you said it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I was like, dude, isn't Bosh and all that medical problems and Dwayne Wade's like 200 years old? And But, uh, you know, that's a guy who routinely takes teams like state championships who's like, no, that might be a good idea. Well, Dwayne Wade's definitely old, and he'd be coming in in, a, in a, obviously a much different um, role. He would be playing a different position there, and he would have to, you know, accept who he was um, on the Cavaliers team, as Chris Bosh would, too. The thing with Bosh and the injuries, I think it was a Miami doctor that told him, no, you cannot play. And the reason they were doing that is because, oh, because they, of don't the contract to, they, don't, they didn't want to have to pay him. And he's got this blood clot issue. I don't know if another team doctor could could clear him, could allow him to come back. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the yeah, ins I and outs of that. I, if I remember correctly, and this was, I mean, months ago that I think this all kind of happened. But if I remember correctly, that was kind of the story there. Um, you know, obviously, Dwayne Wade wanted to get one more big paycheck before he left. And he's going to have, you know, the opportunity to play for a championship. He's got I all think. the money he needs uh, now. Right. And I mean, don't get me wrong. You always want more money. Right. Of course. But I think he's going to see the opportunity in front of him. And, you know, why wouldn't you want to chase another ring? It'd be interesting to see if that happens. I um I don't know if it'll be enough to do what it is we're, we're trying to get done. I don't know, but you can't run with what you got. I mean, right, we've seen we've seen how that goes. So even if it doesn't work, it's like, well, this probably wasn't going to work either. I right? Mean, you, you just you won one game with this roster. You can't swing out with the bat on your shoulder. That's the last thing you want to do. Yeah, you got to make a cut at it and uh, play play basketball. We're talking about strikeouts for Fantone, and I'm uh, I'm totally I'm totally fine with it. I um I'm really happy. Right now, actually, given the NBA draft last night, I think the NBA came away a huge winner last night. And um, I thought about this because the NBA draft doesn't get the hype that the NFL draft does. It's not so long. It's not as long. It's boom. It happens Um, and it's done. And I just don't think as many people have been up to this point as invested in the NBA as people have been invested in the NFL for years. Of course, 100% true. So that's totally true. And I think that that's why the draft doesn't get as much attention. But last night something happened. We all knew it was going to happen. And yet I feel like it's going to be good for the NBA. It's going to supply a ton of storylines. And it should help restore one of the flagship franchises of the NBA. And that's the Los Angeles Lakers. They, in fact, did end up taking, with the number two pick, Lonzo Ball out of UCLA. I think this will be good. Now, people worry this is where LeBron James will end up going. I don't necessarily see the Lakers thing right now. My opinion on that could change. Um, But Lonzo Ball is a story. I don't know if he's going to end up being the next Magic Johnson, but he's a story. And I think when your flagship franchises are good, it's probably good. And as a guy who's starting to get more and more into the NBA because, well, I work for Fantone and he's nuts about it and I won't watch wrestling. So, so we meet, (laughs) so we meet together on the real sport there. And, uh, I, I like this. And as a guy who, you know, tells stories for a living, I like the NBA being a little bit more interesting. And it will be more interesting next year. Well, the thing I'm going to say about all that is, is I don't think Lonzo Ball playing for the Lakers has anything to do with it. I think LeVar Ball being associated with the Lakers is, is really what the story is going to be. Nobody's going to care what stats he's putting up unless he does turn into a, a perennial all star. But if that, that aside, I mean, it's just going to be like, what's his dad saying? And even last night, dude, the story was, Oh, his dad came out and said, "Oh, guarantee Levar, guarantee that Lonzo leads the Lakers to playoffs, playoffs first year." Dude, I, I, what do you? I, I mean, I, I, dude, I would be so goddamn mad at my dad. See, I don't know if that one's that crazy because 
Like half the league makes the playoffs. Sit down. Sit down. It's not so much that it's a crazy idea. It's shut up and let your kid have his moment, man. He just, everything he worked for, everything that he is, everything that you've taught him is paying off at this moment. Came to fruition last night. And you can't let him have that. You can't let him be the star. You can't let him be the story. Dude, it's gross. The more concerning thing for me would be the answers he gave to Rolling Stone magazine. Did you hear about this? Where he told Rolling Stone, I will not take a back seat. Normal when things are happening, I, I'm paraphrasing. Normally, I drive. I, I he's like, I will not be taking a backseat. Wow. Now, if you're the Lakers organization, you do got to be a little worried about that. It's one thing. It's one thing when, well, I, I guess maybe even more embarrassing when you're in high school and this is happening. Even when you're in college and you're an 18, 19 year old, and your dad still kind of feels like he needs to protect you. But it's like, dude, I'm going to be a professional athlete. This is the NBA man's game, like the definition of it. And you and my dad's going to be there talking. For that me? got said to LeBron. Like, dude, a, a group of, like, skinny jean-wearing San Francisco, like, lightweight-type dudes co- told LeBron it's a man's game. So you're right about that. Like, I don't know how that's going to play on the road. And, like, I got, like, some of the Sixers already came out and were like, you know what I mean? Like, make sure you stuff every shot and, like, send that right back to his daddy. He is going to hear a lot about For it. For sure he will. And and, and, and and it was one thing in college when he was the best athlete out there and he was able to to beat guys. But he's dude, not going to be the best right, athlete in the not NBA. Not even close. Not, not even the best close. Basketball player. Not even close, dude. You're going to go in there as a rookie, and then you've got that weight on your shoulders, dude. No, thank you. It's going to be a while before he'll can be even can be considered that. Make no mistake, we're entering into the Kevin Durant era of the NBA. LeBron's like 15 years in. It, you can only be the most dominant, most physically you know, capable guy for so long. You know what I mean? I, I feel like we are starting to see maybe, I don't know if it's baton being passed, but we're kind of entering in Transitional the KD. Transitional phase. We're kind of in mm-hmm. the KD era. That's probably going to last a little while itself. Then you already got guys like Wiggins and, you know what I mean, Jimmy Butler and, and guys are already in the league. It may be their, t- I mean, it may be a long time before Lonzo's the face of anything besides the Lakers. But I feel like the Lakers being relevant is probably good for the NBA. Much like the Celtics. It's like if the Knicks got better. Like, right as a, as a casual NBA fan, does that not help the ratings when, like, your big flagship teams are good? I mean, you know, in any sport, in any time, yeah, you want the Yankees to be good. Duke basketball yeah. should be good. You That's, need people right, to hate. You, right. you need the guy in the black hat, and, and those definitely can be the guys in the black hat. And I, I think it would be, I, I think the Lakers revitalizing is going to be absolutely great for the league. At least I hope that that ends up uh, being what it is. Every guy's got a body type of a woman he likes. Right, everybody, every guy's like, dude. Some guys are leg guys. Some guys are boob guys. Some guys like asses. Some guys, we're all into something. But it turns out one thing, one body style, apparently, according to the internet, makes women smarter. We'll tell you which one that is next on the Stansbury Show. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone, just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show, chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for the CSE Federal Credit Union. I've been using CSE since moving down here to Stark County, and I love the fact that they are 100% local and all of my money stays right here. If you're car shopping, you know what some people never think about doing? Get pre-approved for your loan before you head to the dealership. Trust the dealership on the car, totally, yeah. But trust the loan experts at CSE to help you find the best loan possible. If you need more information, it can always be found via their website. That is CSEFCU.com. One more time, that website is CSEFCU.com. 
CSEU.com. Stop by a CSE branch and get pre-approved for a loan today. CSE, we have a loan for that. Ansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the program on Rock 106.9, online for WRQK.com. And can be streamed via iHeartRadio. So if you're heading into work in a little while, don't want to miss anything, dial up the iHeartRadio and keep us with you. Oh my God. What's the matter? Dude, there's just something about, I hate, I hate people who dress ironically. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to wear these, see, these leather white shoes from the 70s and a wolf shirt and a members only jacket, ironically. <laughs> I hate all of that. I hate all of that. My members are dope. Look, look at these, <laughs> look at these old glasses I have. Aren't I funny because I'm wearing my grandparents' clothes? No. You're a 22-year-old douche. Maybe he's poor and he just had to take stuff from his grandpa's closet. (laughs) (laughs) Malls shouldn't be dying to save thrift shops. That shouldn't be what's happening. What, uh... Let me ask you this, Fantone. Yeah. When it comes to women, now I yeah. know you're in a relationship, you live with your girlfriend, that whole thing, it's right. all good. But if she died by train accident this morning, like if you were looking to like replace her, like what is you, like your thing? Like what do you notice about women first? I, it's it's strange, and I, I know this is kind of a cop out answer, but I feel like I don't have a type. I know everyone's like, dude, I love boobs, I love butts, I love this, I, and whatever. But I feel like if I look back at the women, not only that I've dated, but the women that I've been with, dude, it just there's just a variety across the board. Yeah, just, I go up and down. Yeah. This is I, I'm a xylophone sex person i like all the keys give them all to me um i mean and i'll go with my girlfriend today and i'll 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 definitely say like i mean boobs is is a huge thing for me yeah dude. her her boobs enter the room 10 minutes before she does i know i know like it's turned into the world of butts nowadays it's i've in the past five ten years butts have come back in a very big way but at the end of the day i i boobs are definitely something i'm all about see the butts always been my thing Okay. Which is weird because I don't want to go in there at all. Like I don't. Okay. I, I'm, not, right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in anal. Not right? eating the booty like no, groceries. No. Okay. I'm def- well. Well. Like, well. I mean, it is Friday. Let's maybe, you know put a pin in it. Maybe by mistake. <laughs> and uh, but that's always been my thing. Okay. Even before, like I'm old enough to remember the world before Baby got back. Like Sir Mix a Lot released that song. I was already. Alive. I was in like I was, I was like a teenager. Like. So I remember the world before that song like changed the world with that. And I was that guy before that song came out. And honestly, I remember my friends making fun of me because it was the 90s. And it was back when you wore like, like women wore high-waisted jeans and like, it was more like a flat-ass world. And then like that happened and like, and before that song happened, all my friends used to make fun of me. Um, Because I like curvy women. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely a time in history where it felt like... The thin look was much more in curves were 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 nearly weren't. Nearly you were considered fat. I mean, he talks about it in this song. How much of that do you think that I am responsible for? All of it. <laughs> well, at least a part of the reason why that's changed and curves are found more attractive now is because we're all just getting fatter. A lot of it. And it's like, oh, well, she's kind of fat. I'm kind of fat. Who cares? Twenty years ago, we were all much. It, you know. It also goes in. It also goes in circles. Look back when Marilyn Monroe was considered to be the sexiest woman alive. I mean, dude, she was a big woman. Like she was not little. Like she wasn't. Marilyn Monroe was not a petite woman. She was big. By today's standard, would be big. And so I've always been a fan. 
That's kind of like my thing. As a matter of fact, when we were out last night working for the radio station, uh, like a, a couple of listeners came up and we saw a woman walking into the event and we were all like, damn, look at that. And it's because, dude, she was. I believe junk of the truck is what they call it. And she looked damn good with it. And I've always been a huge fan of that. But it turns out now, and again, we just warned you about believing internet articles yesterday. And so I think I want to believe this one because right. because it plays into me. So much like you want to believe your Cersei by taking the quiz, I kind of want to buy this. But they say women with big butts are smarter and healthier. You buy into that? Why? Give me a reason. Well, here. a what scientific study conducted by the prestigious University of Oxford. Okay. Suggest that you should get yourself a big booty Judy, they say. <laughs> Oxford study analyzed 16,000 women and found that women who have uh, have a bigger ass are more intelligent and more resistant to chronic illness than women who are less endowed. Women with big butts have lower cholesterol and glucose levels, in addition to higher levels of omega-3 fatty acids. They have a higher amount of hormone and uh, a certain hormone that has more anti-inflammatory and anti-diabetic properties. When you put all those things together, you get heart health, is essentially. But apparently, those higher levels of omega-3 fats also mean a nicely working brain. Dude, you don't buy it? Uh, no, no, and of course I don't. Um, a part of it is just, oh my gosh, you like big butts and you're going to click on this link because it, sure. it's something that you want to believe. Yeah. Um, no, and I, I, I definitely think about all the chicks you've been with. And I'm sure a vast majority of them have had an ample backside. Think about how dumb some of those chicks are. Honestly, the girl that I was with that had the nicest ass out of all the girls I was ever with is a complete and utter idiot. There you go. I mean, she's an idiot. Can I say it won't? She's an idiot. She was really dumb. That girl was dumb. So there you go. She had common sense, but you couldn't... Oh, I mean, she's like 33 years old and doesn't have a job. So like, so like there, so there, there you go. I mean, that's who she is. Yeah, right. I wanted to buy it. I did. I wanted to buy it. I like chicks with big asses, dude. I do. I like it. If you stay up late and curse a lot and drink black coffee, you're smart. Shut up, man. Oh, no, I wanted not. to buy it. I don't know why. What I want is a girl with a big ass who's who's not smart enough not to sleep with me. That's what I want more than anything. A Texas mom is going to find herself behind bars, and she should because she's awful. And honestly, I hope she ends up going to hell. I'll give you that story next on the Stansbury 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 1069, online for you, WRQK.com, and can be streamed via iHeartRadio. Buddy, you did a really good job. This was actually what you're hearing in the background right now is Legend Has It by Run the Jewels, and I was actually going to give this to you as a suggestion. For rejoin music because I have been addicted to that new Run the Jewels album. Um, you may have seen this in the new trailer for the Black Panther movie, which yeah. looks freaking awesome. Can't wait to see that. But yeah, Run the Jewels, um, Killer Mike. A lot of people probably know him from when he used to uh, do stuff with Outkast and LP. Uh, he used to be, well, still is kind of an underground rapper, producer extraordinaire, and uh, it's pretty damn good, dude. Just bang it. Yeah, that new Run the Jewels album is so good. I've been I've been addicted to that, and honestly, when I pull up my iHeartRadio, that and the new Big Boy. I know I work at a rock station. I know. What am I talking to you about hip hop for? I know. 
because it's awesome. But the new Run the Jewels and the new Big Boy album are what's been on my iHeartRadio the most. Especially if you're the type of person, and I, there's a little bit of me that is this type of person now at age 33, is like, oh my god, rap music nowadays is all garbage. Like, both those albums, both the new RTJ and the new Big Boy album, it feels like that old like rap music that you loved playing when you were smoking blunts in the car. MCs. Yeah. It's, I mean, the... And hopefully we're getting back to a little bit more of that. There's a place for all that little Yachty stuff and all that stuff, too. There's a place for it. For people who are doing Xanax and drinking cough syrup and smoking blunts of cheap weed, yeah. You know, <laughs> 17. You know what I mean? We all been there. Oh, man. I actually really like that song. Legend has it a lot. So nice job on the bed work there, Fanto. Nice job, buddy. Stop. I saw this story, and it, it really did upset me. Um, I, I believe it was just what yesterday, maybe the day before, where I was kind of up on my hill about social media and how we have to start to become more responsible with this stuff. Yeah. And, um, and I feel like, myself included, I'm not like preaching to you. I'm saying all of us need to be a little bit more responsible with this stuff. And apparently Cheyenne Summer Stucky did not hear my message. All right. I'm surprised. Cheyenne Stucky sounds like she would be a, a Rock 106.9 listener. I'm a little surprised there. Yeah, Cheyenne Summer sounds like uh, <laughs> Cheyenne Summer sounds like Gatsby South all day. Like, right? Like, just walking across the street to the Breeze drive through to get blunt wraps. Just doing the whole thing. You know what I mean? That's just Canton South's finest right there. That sounds right. Right? right. But she actually lives in Reno, Texas, and she's okay. been charged with the drowning of her baby daughter. Apparently, she left her six-month-old baby Zayla alone in the bathtub with water running. Jesus. She became distracted by another child in the home and Facebook Messenger and a loud TV. Don't get me wrong. I think anytime there's child negligence, you you know, it's the parent's responsibility. At the end of the day, it is. But, dude, in a bathtub, it's not like you walked away for a minute and she got caught up in the curtain cord or something like that. You left her on the couch to run into the kitchen to get something. She fell off the table. You know what I mean? Hit her head on the table. I mean, accidents are accidents. Right. But if you leave a small child in a bathtub with running water, what do you think is going to happen? Right. A six-month-old with zero ability for her to, like, I mean... I don't even know at six months old if you have like neck control. I was going to say, can you like, I don't sit up maybe. I don't know. Maybe Yeah. when she finally remembered the baby, the baby herself was unresponsive and floating face down in the bathtub. Ugh. she didn't know how to resuscitate the baby. She told police she left Zayla alone for only a couple of minutes, but authorities determined later through technology and looking at log on times and, and that kind of stuff, I would imagine that she'd been seen on Facebook messenger for eight, minutes while the baby was in the bathtub and you know what this was there was an idiot dude on the other end saying send nudes send nudes send nudes and she was trying to find the best thing of her or trying to like or some idiotic stupid conversation how do you not know you left a six-month-old alone for 20 minutes in the bathtub anywhere i mean i'm mind-boggling dude absolutely and i yes i can guarantee you that it was some bs conversation but it's like there's no conversation you could be having that would excuse that behavior like there's nothing there's no there's no anything you can come around to me where it's like oh yeah this is why i left a baby alone in a bathtub for 20 minutes come on i obviously understand having children is your right right i get that 
All right, I personally disagree with it, but I but I but I understand it. I understand that that's the world I live in. I, right. I, I, what are we gonna do? What you know what I'm saying? We're just gonna start handing out vasectomies. You know what I mean? Like we can't we can't do anything about it. Uh, dude, put me in charge. Okay. I, I, right. dude, dude, you put me in charge. <laughs> right. You get a solar wall and a child <laughs> okay. ban. Five years, the whole thing. All right. I uh, Jesus, the soul. We'll get there. All right. Well, yeah, we'll get there at, at some point. I um, I, I, I it sounds so akin to impose like restrictions on having kids. But at what point do we start to maybe look at things that go against what we think our American ideals are to to well, have more to have better qualified parents? Well, I mean, I I think the the truth like all things lies in the middle and instead of imposing birth control on everybody because come on now, like let's let's be real about that. We can't get birth control covered on healthcare, so how are we possibly going to just We're start, not doing it. We're right. Just, we're just going to start implanting, you know, you know, IUD devices and devices and No, I mean, we'd rather bomb plan Parenthood than than find ways to, to to meet in the middle. But the place in the middle probably would be is when you become pregnant. Is there some sort of like classes you should have to take, regardless of who you are, regardless of what you think? As soon as you are are pregnant with child, you have to go to parenting one hundred and one. Here's a car. You have to take a bunch of classes because you can kill somebody else with this car. Well, here's a baby. You right. can kill that baby. And for as much as for as much as right? we think there's common sense in the world, I mean, you take drownings in bathtubs, you take parents who will, you know, cut the baby formula with water, parents who will leave the kids in the car, parents who will put the baby to sleep either A in their bed or B on their stomach and you're supposed to put them, you know, on, Laying the, on, on, his on back, the back yeah. and the, by themselves. So all those things that I feel like, well, dude, I've been hearing that for the last forever. Obviously, that message isn't getting through to some people, and maybe having some sort of like, you know, no, you're pregnant. Therefore, by the time you have this baby, you have to go to these classes. I feel like that's uh, right. I mean, doesn't the Catholic Church make you go through like couples counseling before they'll marry you? So before you say, yeah, I want to bang this person every day for the rest of my life, which, by the way, it ends up being about once a week. You know what I mean? But if you're lucky, right? but, but like, is, like, don't they make you do that? So before I, you can like hit your wagon to somebody and like Netflix together, you got to get counseling. But before you raise something else that's breathing, like another human being, we're just like, yeah, here you go, man. Good luck. You know what I mean? Like, what do you mean? I know there's plenty of people out there right now who are like, well, I wouldn't need to take that class. Me and my wife aren't idiots. We're not stupid. But, like, for the greater good, I feel like we all need to take that class, right? We all need to be a part of that. It, 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 if it was free and if it was, like, I guess I don't know what the what would the punishment be if you didn't. Were they going to take your kids away from you? No. Are they going to, what, tax you or something like that? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, something, all I ever hear about is having kids is the hardest job in the world. And if that's true, I always say this, then 85% of you aren't equipped to do it. Ask yourself this question. Now, I know this is going to sound weird given who is president right now, but do you really think you could be president? Don't give me your fast answer. Do you really gut check yourself? Do you really, and you included, me included, do you really think you could be president? No, because of how hard that is. So if being a parent is on level with being that hard, what the hell are you doing it for? You're not that equipped. You're not. This is one of those jobs that obviously you can't really know what it takes to do it until you're doing it. I'll give you that. Okay, but you can get better at things before you start doing them. You can get you could be better prepared. I'm all for some kind of training class. I'm all for that. 
Because I want less babies floating in bathtubs and dying in hot cars. And I and then if that makes me like out of touch or if that's too much to ask of you, <laughs> then I quit. Not my job, I quit life. I just I'm I'm over the planet. I am done. We're gonna have to you know what? I didn't want to do this. What is that? But apparently an actor now wants to kill our president. We'll get into that next on the Stansbury Show. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 1069. Coming up at 8.30, we will talk to Diane Thompson, the Director of Nursing for Canton City Health Department as Canton, Ohio, entering into the needle exchange era. It's going to be a hot topic for people. I, yeah. I, I know there are a lot of naysayers on it. That's why we wanted to get a health department official to answer some questions to help clear up some of the well panic and worry that may come with uh, you know a very controversial way to uh, combat opiate addiction. And flip side of that coin, I know there's people that listen to us that use, and that information probably needs to get out to them as well. So, you know, I think both sides are very passionate about something like this, and, you know, that, that gives us an excellent opportunity to have a conversation. Yeah, I wanted to give her her, uh, her voice there. And it will be good to... When people don't know things, that's when they're pissed at it. When people don't yeah. know what's going on, that's when they're afraid of it, and that's when they're mad at it. Normally, when you get more and more information, you normally end up going, oh, okay, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. And I'm hoping that's what happens with Diane Thompson, Director of Nursing from the Canton City Health Department. We'll do that at 8.30 this morning on the program. So apparently Johnny Depp was over in England for some like movie festival or, right. or something, some movie and mu- music festival. And he got to, I guess he was introducing one of his movies from like 2004. I guess they were doing some viewing of it or something. I, I didn't know this until recently, but outside of the Pirates of the Caribbean's movie, Johnny Depp has had very limited success as the leading man. He's done movies that have been done well, but like as far as him being the star of the movie, it's been limited of how, how well he's done. He's had a lot of flops. Donnie Brasco was probably done, was probably pretty well. Do you view him as was 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 he the was he the lead in that or was that um Al Pacino? Al Pacino I was going to say was kind of more who the story was about if I remember it correctly. The story's about right. that, yeah. I um and I think that was one of the things is like well he was a he was a a, a complimentary actor there. I view that as a co-headline, but I could fair, be wrong. Fair. I could be wrong. Um, Sleepy Hollow. I don't think that did. It. I don't think that did all that well. Really, I think that was one of the you know like well, and like, that was like his comeback. I remember when I went to that in the theater, and I was like, like you hadn't heard of Johnny Depp in forever, and he had done that. But yeah, I mean, I'm not really sitting here with like being able to riddle them off. This one, this one, this one, this yeah. one. I mean, you know, I okay, mean, yeah, that may be true. What? And so he was on stage, and Johnny's pretty political, has been for a while. As a matter of fact, I don't don't quote me on this, but didn't he move to like I don't know like the French Riviera or something because he was sick of living in America? He thought like the and this was year this is way before Trump. I don't know if he's back living here now or not. I know he had a home in L.A. where apparently Amber Heard had claimed she had been beaten up and all that thing. Well, you're probably in this place where when you've got millions and millions of dollars and you have multiple homes across the world, LeBron's uh, got a house in L.A. He's you, know, you know what I mean? It's like one of those things. So maybe that is it. But he was over in England, and he got to talking, and I I apologize. This audio is not the greatest. We'll help clarify it for you, but here's Johnny Depp talking about the president. I'd like like that you're all a part of it. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? Yikes. When's the last time an actor assassinated a president was his quote there. 
When did Johnny Depp start to sound like Gene Simmons? Um, they sound like the exact same person. That's probably a little bit of, hey, I live in England and I'm an eccentric actor and I can be a douchebag uh, and, and like Madonna and uh, have a fake yeah, ass. Yeah, and bleh, like, bleh. Yeah. Last time an actor assassinated a president. Listen to the cheering of that. Listen, now, I, I get that it's England and it's not here, but if they talked about assassinating like, you know, a, a world leader from another... I'm not going to jump up and down and celebrate it. Um, Probably a part of that is because, as Americans, we're very, like, eh, not paying attention to the rest of the world, where the rest of the world very much follows American politics. Although when Gaddafi was a thing... And that whole thing. Well, let's not. And listen, as the liberal of the show, and I heard you lip tired, let's not start putting Donald Trump next to Gaddafi. I agree. You know what I mean? I like, agree. Let's not suck, start calling people Hitler. That was the statue, right? That they yanked, or was that the, I, I forget. That was Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein. I remember when that statue came down, people in America celebrated. But again, Donald Trump's not, not Saddam, Saddam Hussein. It's not. I'm sorry. I, always, did, I did always get those two guys confused. So uh, yeah, no, Donald Trump's not that. <laughs> I lie for a living. He lies for a living. He's not an actor. Basically saying, I'm not saying I'm going to kill the president, but when is the last time that it happened? Um, and I, I don't love it. No. I don't love it. I, I don't like the, the idea, the suggestion of this. And what a misstep this is for this guy who just got, like I said, just got past this stuff where Amber Heard was claiming he had beat her up. Right, he had just got past it. I don't know who was right and who was wrong in that situation. And um, I think one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies is like out now. It's coming, yeah, yeah or like it's soon to it's come. It's soon or, to be uh, right. So, like, dude, what are you doing? And my point to this is, it wasn't it just under two weeks ago when we saw Kathy Griffin basically like lost her career because she was standing in a photo with a with with a severed head that bared the likeness of the president. And now you're up there suggesting this. And again, it's also just removed from when we had a gunman release firepower into a crowd of people. Like, this is not the best idea. This is not the best time to be making these half-assed suggestions. Hey, I'll, you know, I'll agree with you 100%. I guess there's a couple of, of, of you know, side points to make there. Well, first of all, there there is no place for violence in politics. Like, right. There should be a, a separation Agreed. there. Um, I guess you can look at this and say this wasn't necessarily a suggestion. Obviously, he was implying, you know, approval of it, but he wasn't saying, like, hey, go Go shoot somebody. I know that. And that's why, I mean, and I think maybe Kathy Griffin holding the head up was a little bit more jarring since it was an actual image. You know what I mean? Like Still a photo. You're staring uh-huh. at it. There's no context to it. It's just driving it home. And uh, this point I will make, and I disagree with this. I, I, I disagree with, with Johnny Depp saying this. I disagreed with Kathy Griffin doing that. I would never do something like that to the president of or any elected official in America. I feel that's completely over the line. But if people are going to keep ringing and keep screaming from the top of the mountains, stop being so PC, stop being so PC. I can say whatever I want, First Amendment, First Amendment. How is this not covered? I, this would be. How is this not a part of the... Although, I don't think you're allowed to make... Well, this isn't really a, a threat. threat, though. It's, it's not, not a threat. He didn't say not. he was going to go do something. He didn't say you should go do something. Stop being so PC, bro. It's it, yeah. I mean that that's going to apply here. Why are you offended? It, it, and again, I'm I and I'm just clarifying my point. I'm not offended. 
I don't like it. I, much like how I always say, like, nuns in porn, I, I get why some of you like it, but for me, it's just too far. But again, my too far should not be imposed to the rest of the country. Right. That's my line, and it's my responsibility to walk away from things I don't like. It's not the world's responsibility to bubble wrap it so I don't bump into things I don't like. But I, as a talking head, as, as an opinion maker, and as an opinion shaper, really, ultimately, I don't love this. And I want both sides of the aisle to start acting more respectfully to one another. And I don't think that this helps that. Yeah, it certainly does not. Yes, and I, you can't deny that. In self-preservation alone, why would you do that? Because like I said, after you saw what happened to Kathy Griffin, why would you do this? Now, going back to your point of uh, of Johnny Depp, somebody sent me a bunch of his movies. So the Pirates of the Caribbean movies were big. Right. That Alice in Wonderland movie was kind of big. The Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie, I guess, was kind of big. But it was garbage. I mean, dude, it sucked. Like, that sucked. That was terrible. Yeah, that Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie was not very good. Rango I loved, but wasn't, I mean, it wasn't like a huge smashing success. Public Enemies was a total flop. The Lone Ranger was a total flop. Blow was a great movie. Donnie Brasco, great movie. But again, Donnie Brasco's like 98. Right. I mean, we're picking, we're picking, like. We're going back a ways. Pretty, pretty, you know, a small amount of movies where you feel like you hear the name Johnny Depp and it's just like, oh, he's been in a million of the best movies ever. And it's like, like, really? Here was his best stretch. Was like Benny and June, Don Juan DeMarco, Transcendence, what, Eating Gilbert Grape, Fear and Loathing. Like, that's when he hit his stride and that was. God, a decade and a half ago. 20 years ago, dude. What's eating Gilbert Grape? Did Fear and Loathing? Those are 20 plus years old at this point. Yeah, I mean, what's eating Gilbert Grape? I mean, that was... 94, his... 93, right? I mean, it has to be. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Leo's young yeah, as hell in that Leo movie. Was a, was a kid in that movie. Fear and Loathing was a fantastic movie. Uh, right. I'm, I'm just saying... But it was 20 years ago. Johnny hasn't... He, he isn't necessarily the movie star we all kind of make him out to be. He's not... Tom Hanks, I'll give you that. Like normally, Tom Hanks knocks it out of the park. Like I'll give you that. Like he's not even like Denzel. It seems like he's had bigger movies in in recent years than Johnny Depp. Don't suggest killing the president. Now, he did do something yesterday that at eight o'clock makes me kind of want to slap him around a little bit because he needs to be slapped around a little bit. But I would not suggest killing him. I'm actually going to give you that Trump story at eight o'clock. Uh, I was all panicked about something yesterday, and then the news broke yesterday afternoon that has rocked me back into full confidence. Confidence is restored. Everything's going to be fine. I'll explain next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. We'll pass out those A Perfect Circle tickets at 845 this morning. That show's not until November. But you can win them before you can buy them, actually, because I don't believe they go on sale until about 10 a.m. this morning. Correct. So that'll be pretty cool. You uh, get them before you can buy them there. I want to go to that show. I like a perfect circle a lot. You can represent the Sandsbury show there. Yeah, I know. You're not into the. You're not into Maynard. I'm not, man. I've tried and I've tried and I've tried. And I can remember being like 16, 17 years old. People were like, no, dude, just smoke more weed and listen to it more and you're going to like it. I'm just like, no, I don't like it at all. Yeah, I like all his stuff. I like Tool. I like a perfect circle. What was that last one? Uh, Pussifer. I like, yeah. I like that band a lot, too. I like all his stuff. I, mean, I don't despise it. I'm not like, dude, go, no, dude, you shouldn't play it. It's terrible. Don't talk about it. But it's no, just, yeah, you understand. Weak and powerless would be good for the radio. So. Yeah, it just never did it for me. Hmm. 
I could understand maybe a tool a little bit because sometimes it's like, dude, what are you making seven minute what? songs for, bro? Like, what are you doing that for? What are we doing? Like, I can kind of get that one. You know, I was all panicked earlier this week because one of the films that I'm waiting on is this Han Solo movie that they're doing with the Star Wars thing. Oh, uh, yes. And the directors apparently had left the film over creative differences with the studios. And I was all panicked. I was like, you know, chaos is never good. It's never good. No, whether you're the front office of a basketball team, the leader of the nation, or the uh, the the proprietors radio show you ever heard? <laughs> the proprietors behind a major motion picture. No, yeah, you don't chaos want chaos. You want organization, right? Yeah. And so when the directors were like, "Yeah, we're yeah, we have creative differences. We're out." I was kind of like, "Well, well, oh no!" I knew sooner or later Disney was going to mess up the Star Wars thing because you just can't, right? Like, they're just making too much product. Sooner or later, it's going to go bad. Yeah, it's inevitable at this point, and I'm totally fine with it. Well, and hopefully they don't mess up the projects that you're most excited about. Right. You know, when it comes to like, hey, we're going to do another Star Wars Lego movie. Yeah, we're gonna cartoon. Do a, right, and we're going to do this. I don't that, care whatever. about it. You just want the ones you want to be given. I've been waiting on this Han Solo movie since I was a kid, and if they give me a standalone Boba Fett movie, that would be awesome. You make those two good. Outside of that, you could trash the rest of the series. I wouldn't even care, not even a little bit. Okay. Right? I'm, I'm going to hold you to that. Once, I'm an adult, for Christ's sake. Once, like it, once Disney takes a dump on it, I'm going to hold you to that. Like, Stansbury, you said you didn't care. Goddamn All audio right. tapes living forever. <laughs> Check the podcast, idiot. <laughs> I'll delete it. Yeah. I have the power. I'll delete it. iHeartRadio.com. So, damn it! Dang. Download the app. Man, this company just foils me at every turn. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> but... We've got good news. What is that? Because we got an upgrade at director. Okay. Ron Howard. Jeez. Is stepping in to direct this Han Solo movie. This is huge. Huge. This guy makes, like, damn good movies. Like, real good. Like, Backdraft was good. He did that Drive movie, too, right? Like, uh, about that racing thing. Like, that movie was pretty good. Yeah. Ron Howard has his fair share amount of successes He's got the hits. He makes the hits there. You know who Ron Howard is. He's the Chad Kroger of movie making, is, is who Ron Howard Jeez, is. dude. He makes the hits. Ugly. Can't stand to look at him. Little cheesy, but makes damn good art. Ron Howard, the Chad Kroger of movie making. Just making the hits. Everything he does. Hit. And so I love this. And I feel like now what I was worried about the other day wasn't true. Meaning... I was worried the directors were like, God, the studio's just way too involved. And where now that they got Ron Howard to do it, I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like the studio was looking at what the directors were doing going, oh, my God, this isn't good. It's garbage. Like, we better get somebody good in here to fix this. Otherwise, people like, dude, Sansbury's going to be pissed. Like, we, <laughs> we better get this under control. And they call Ron Howard. Howard's like, yeah, dude, like, you know what? That Sansbury guy could be an MFR. When he's unhappy, he just takes everybody down. And I don't want any part of that. So let me hop in here, and you'll get the best damn Han Solo movie you've ever seen in your whole damn life. You'll get the first damn Han Solo movie you've ever seen in your whole damn life. I'm all for this. I think it's huge, and I think they got a dude. You go from the guys who directed the 21 Jump Street reboot to Ron Howard. That's amazing. I'm absolutely, I'm over the moon about that news. Absolutely love it. I do have. I am gonna rage a little. Right. For those of you that like the rage, I feel I I want to say I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, you are. But when I talk about it, I know I'm gonna get so. <laughs> 
effing angry because I've never seen anything more hillbilly white trash in my life. I'm going to slap the president around just a little bit. And that's going to happen next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruitcakes. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online, WRQK.com. 845, get hooked up with a pair of tickets check out a perfect circle. Man, Fantone out his bed game today, man. Nice doing, job. Doing what I can there, buddy. Nice job. Got it freshened up. I like it. I like it. You've done a good job today. All right. I um, When I saw this yesterday, I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe this is just one of these things that's going to upset me, and I'm probably not going to get into into the program tomorrow because most people don't care, right? Yeah. And then as the day went on, more and more people kept passing it around. More and more people kept like, oh my God, what an idiot this guy is. And then then people started to reach out to me because they know my closeness to the issue. And they were like, you have got to be furious about this. Right. And I want to be careful here because I know a lot of you are huge Donald Trump supporters, right? And I'm not looking to piss you off just to do it. A lot of guys do that on the radio. That's not really my bag. But he did something the other day that's idiotic and that... Everybody should know not to do. And especially a guy who is is as involved into the activity as Donald Trump is. And I first saw this via Sports Illustrated yesterday and their Twitter account. And at first I thought it was fake. Like I did. I I was like, that's fake. Somebody faked that. I don't know how they did it, but I I thought this video of Trump was fake. As well you have to with anything you see on the internet, especially when it has something to do with President Trump, who obviously very polarizing character um, in the left just as likely as the right to Photoshop something or to, you know, make something appear negative towards President Trump. Just as likely as somebody is, is to fake something to be positive about him. So you do have to be on your guard. About yeah, so I was like a little, that. I was like, ah, I don't know if that's true or not. And then I saw more, 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 more reputable news outlets were starting to report. I was like, okay, I can go with this tomorrow. All right. And what happened was, is Donald Trump was playing golf. Surprise. And I've said this before about him. That guy plays too much golf to be president. And I play three times a week. So if I'm telling you you're playing too much golf, you're playing too much golf. And there's a video circulating of him driving the golf cart onto the green. For laymen's who don't know, that's where you putt. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, all right, well, we're up on the green there. The grass <laughs> so, is all pretty green around here. Right. So right. for those of you that don't know, that's where you putt. All right. A 10-year-old golfer knows not to do that. Every golfer knows not to do that. As a matter of fact, guys, who play, guys and women who play golf right now know when I, what I'm about to say is true. The, un- the unwritten rule of the golf course is what, golfers? That you keep the cart 30 yards from the green. There are courses where there are exceptions when you're driving behind it to get to the next hole here and there, and you kind of like, you know, feel your way out through that, right? But everybody knows you don't drive the goddamn cart over the green. That is hillbilly. That is white trash. It is idiotic. As a matter of fact, it's almost as bad as, like, I, if I was going to equate to you, how low rent driving a golf cart on the green is, what I would say to you is, the, the, the analogy I would use is, that's like putting ketchup on a steak. Oh yeah, he does that too. 
This is a guy, and again, I said about the ketchup on the steak thing. What makes that so egregious is this is a guy that was born into money. Yeah, I mean, if, you know, you grow up in the trailer park and, you know, you don't have access. Hans 57, man. There's 57 of them in that bottle. That goes on steak. But this guy was born into money. He was looking back at Michelin chefs his entire life going, give me the Heinz, man. That's redneck. And driving the green, driving the, the golf cart on the green is redneck. It's low rent. And I kept hearing this yesterday. People were like, don't bitch about the president tomorrow. He owns the golf course. He can do what he wants. And what I'm going to say to you is, you're an idiot. And you should poke your eyes out with a fork today. Jeez. He owns the golf course. All the more reason he should treat it with respect. This is, like, this, he... Essentially, he owns the golf course. He can do whatever he wants. Drives home the position that if you're rich, you shouldn't give your kids everything when you have money. Because then they don't treat their own things with respect. I routinely, routinely, multiple times a week, play golf with a guy whose family owns the golf course. And if I saw him do that, I would say to him, bro, you can't do that. I mean, you can own the car, and if you want to put, like, you know... If, if you own a PT Cruiser and you want to put flames on the side of it, you can do that. And, and do it, because I want to know where you all are. But you're going to be an idiot. Like, everyone's going to look at you and like, what the hell are you doing? When I, I saw that, I was like, God, this is... Like, you just don't do it. He's the president. He can do what he wants. And again, I'll point you back to my father, Harold Dean Stansbury. Daniel, being an adult is knowing that you can do what you want and still doing what you should. That is what being an adult is. Kind of starting to pick up why I drive home parenting a lot. What an idiot. Policy, build the wall, solar walls, everything else, fine. The guy has owned golf courses forever. If you, I'm telling you right now, go to the golf course today and drive the cart on the green. See what happens. They're going to toss your punk ass right off the course, and I, dude, I would help them. Because it's low rent, redneck, and idiotic. I've never seen anything like that. To show a complete lack of respect for your own property. Dude, that course they were playing is probably four or five hundred around to play. So you're just going to look back at your members and go, yeah, you pay all this money to play here and I'm going to trash it because it's mine? And it's weird, too. He's the one driving the cart, um, and he drives it out onto the green. Another dude puts a club in the back of the cart, and then he boop, just drives right off it. Like, all he did was go pick up a club. Like, I don't understand why he necessarily did that. Because he's fat and lazy. I mean, all the other carts I'm looking at, there's like three, four other carts in the video, and they all stay off the green. 25, 30 yards away is the general unwritten rule of thumb for any golfer. For any golfer. You what golfers know, you rake the sand trap, you repair ball marks on the green, and you don't drive the cart on it. But like I said, the analogy I would use would be ketchup on steak. And that Mensa candidate does that too. All right, that's it. That's all I got. I had you, to get it out. You feel better? You feel I worse? I feel way better. Okay. I feel better that I have more class while operating a golf cart than that guy. I don't hate everything the guy does, but the, the people excusing it away because he owns the golf course, it makes it worse.
He's If he mistreats his own things, how is he going to handle the stuff for the rest of us? Oh, I didn't stop and think about it that way. I'm just waiting on the solar wall. And there's a little bit of, with more than anything, it's just like, dude, you kind of have to understand the norms of life. And like, I know you're the president. You can do whatever you want. But like... It's like Dude, Barack Obama manners. couldn't do whatever he wanted. Right. Like, like, Barack Obama couldn't go couldn't go two days without everybody screaming about how he was a communist socialist. So Barack Obama couldn't do whatever he wanted when he was president. Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton wasn't allowed to have sex with interns when he was president. You can't do whatever you want when you're president. That's what's wrong with America. More intern banging. <laughs> I just took this message and this is awesome. Yeah. Good morning. I just wanted to say my dad is a disabled war veteran and still does not drive the cart up onto the green when he's playing. Jesus. Well, of course not. Because your father's an intelligent human being showing class and respect for other people around him. He owns the course. He can do it. Like I say, I play with guys who own their own courses all the time and they treat it better because they think about people who are playing behind them and playing the next day. It's their business. The, the the president can do whatever he wants, and you know he, he'll do to pardon himself if he wants to. Is this comparable to like cheating on the golf course? If if if, if you if you had proof that Trump was moving his ball or Trump or President Trump was cutting you know strokes off, I'm gonna have to call it comparable, Phantom, because I can't figure out which one's worse. Okay, so comparable is gonna have to be the right word. Okay, because if the president was cheating at golf, that would be the pettiest thing in the world. Uh people claim it. Don Cheadle, who has played with him before he became president, now he has had plenty of negative stuff to say about Trump since, but apparently while they were playing before Trump ran, Cheadle says, oh yeah, he totally cheats. Uses foot wedges all the time. I don't know that to be true, so I don't know. But every amateur golfer knows, 30 yards from the green, you hillbilly. How the hell were you born into that much money and are still like Kid Rock? I, like, how is that happening? It's inexcusable. Any golfer knows that. And for a guy that spends as much of his time, even before he was president, the guy's been in the golf game forever. Doral's one of the used to be one of the best courses on tour. He owned that. They took it away from him because of all of his politics. But my point is, this guy was born into money. He knows these rules. He knows not to put ketchup on steak. He knows not to drive a golf cart on the green. Does it anyway. Unreal. Unreal. We'll talk to Diane Thompson, Director of Nursing for the Canton City Health Department, as Canton enters into the needle exchange era. We will clear up a lot of the controversy for you. That will happen next on Rock 106. This Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. 8.45, we'll get you up with those uh, perfect circle tickets. Uh... This is one of the hard parts about doing live event programming, live programming. We were all set to talk to um, Diane Thompson, Director of Nursing from the Canton City Health Department, but we're having some issues uh, getting her on the horn. I don't know if it's her end, our end. I I, I honestly don't know. It could be our phone. I don't know. Bet you a dollar we didn't pay the phone bill. Is that right? Yeah, it's a possibility. Sounds like this. We do, however, though, have new carpet. We do have new carpet, by the way. Been nice. I like it. While we're waiting on Diane, I'll let you know about this: that during uh, a search for a missing woman on Wednesday, police discovered two badly decomposed bodies inside a Parma Heights home. I'm reading now from 19 Cleveland19.com. 
According to Parma Heights Police, the two bodies were found Wednesday morning inside a home. Officers responded uh, during a search for a 50-year-old who was reported missing from Stark County. Police found one decomposed body during their initial search. They later returned to the home and discovered a second body. And the victims themselves were found in a bedroom, according to officials. They were hard to move because of the clutter in the house. Police believe the bodies were there for about a month. The medical examiner has not officially identified the bodies, but police believe they are um, the bodies of Regino. I'm sorry, Regina Campo Bianco, and let me see here, and 65-year-old John Mann. Those bodies were so severely decomposed, the victims could not be immediately identified. And Regina herself was the missing 50-year-old woman from here in Stark County. So she's been found, but unfortunately not under the best circumstances possible. This is the second story this week about decomposing bodies in a house. It's actually the third total for the area because I heard decomposed remains of bodies were washing up uh, in the shore. Uh, Was that Westlake? I believe so. Was that Westlake? Is it where that was? And I just, I I, I can't wrap my head around it. Like, if you've ever had an animal die in your wall, like, uh, you know, like a chipmunk, you smell it. Like, it's inevitable. Like, you're walking by and you're like, dude, what does that smell? And then, you know, you, you come to find out there's, you know, a dead raccoon out in your yard or something sure. like that. And you know exactly what that smell is. I am. Um, if you were listening yesterday, you may have heard me talk about this. And I apologize if I'm being repetitive, but I, I was in New Orleans for a vacation. And because of them being below sea level there, a lot of it anyway, um, they do a lot of their burials above ground. And they actually put you in a casket in tombs. And occasionally they'll pull the bodies out of those caskets and like recirculate and that, that kind of thing. And I was walking through, you can actually take tours of their, um, of their cemeteries. And we were walking around the corner and they had just opened one of the caskets to like move the body out of it. And the casket was in the dumpster itself and you could smell it before you turn the corner. I mean, it was like, I was there in 2000 was the first time I was there in New Orleans. That was 17 years ago. And I can still like feel that smell in my nose. It was absolutely disgusting. I don't know how neighbors and people close and like mailmen coming up to the. I don't know how they're not like noticing something, um, because like I said, the smell is like nothing else. It's not like oh yeah, it kind of smells like that. It smells like nothing else. It is the most gross thing I've ever seen in my entire life. We're gonna take a break here. Try to see if we can get Diane. Thompson, Director of Nursing from the Kansas City Health Department, to talk to us about needle exchange. I apologize. If not, we'll be back to pass out those are perfect circle tickets for you next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Stansberry here for the Wacom Auto Fan. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9 will pass out these are perfect circle tickets here shortly. That show's in November. They don't go on sale, actually, the tickets, until 10 a.m., so you're going to get them before you can buy them, about an hour before. 1-800-243-7625 is the number you will need. I do this a lot and maybe too often where I complain about things that I see on the social networking, but I just read something on Facebook that makes me honestly, like if it wasn't, I say this all the time, if it wasn't for my job, I would have deleted my Facebook account years ago. I may still keep Instagram because it's kind of just like sharing photos and the like, and that part's all right. But like Facebook has really gotten like really annoying, but my job kind of requires me to be on it. And I read something on it that I hope the guy's kidding, but when you read the comments, when he's responding back to people, he like doubles down on it. But he asks the question, and we're not going to get all into this. If he says, why are we trying to get health care? Our ancestors didn't have it 10,000 years ago, and we are still here. Bro, what? 
Like, what did you? It's like, remember when they asked Chris Paul, like, whether or not he wanted to win the next game? And they were like, it was like a closeout game. He's like, yeah, we probably need to win that one. Like, bro. Yeah. Like, that's how I feel right now. Like, bro, like, what? I mean, I hope this guy's joking. You know what I mean? I'm sure that was that's what it was. Because honestly, dude, if you're honestly saying that, I'm like, oh, 10,000 years ago, we didn't have it. We're fine now. You don't think there's been a quality of life improvement in the past 10,000 years? Dude, I'm telling you, like you start reading the comments when he's responding back to people calling him out. Like he doubles down. Come on, dude. I hope that dude's trolling because, I mean, you know, we used to live in huts. But you yeah. like that four-bedroom house in Jackson, don't you? Yeah. You like that house, don't you? <laughs> 10,000 years ago, we didn't have cars. What do we need them for now? We what need we cars. For? I'll internet. I'll get a horse. That's what I'll do. years ago, I didn't even have the internet. I'll get a horse. That's what I'll do. Let's make the world great again. Uh, I don't care whose health care plan you like better than the other one. Right. I think we all like doctors, right? right? I mean, I, right. to choose one of the plans, fine. Argue about that, fine, whatever. But like, doctors are good. Healthcare is probably good. I mean, medicine was like, yo, here, chew on this root. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, is that really what you want to go to? Yeah. Here, here's a rope. Stick it in your mouth. We're gonna we're, we're gonna snap your bone back into place. God. <laughs> yeah. No. Terrible. One of the things that's been a big story that we have not been able to touch on this week has been the fact that Bill Cosby, his sexual assault trial ended in like a split decision. Like, it, like it, it's, uh, I mean, he's been acquitted because they could not come up with a unanimous decision. 10 to 2 is what I heard. That's what I heard. The 12 jurors, 10 people were saying guilty, two people were saying we can't convict him. Right. Which, put a pin in that, we're going to get into that in a second. But now Bill Cosby is headed back on tour. He is going, Mr. Cosby wants to get back to work, they, uh, a rep said. We're now planning town halls. We're going to be coming to this, to this city, Birmingham, sometime in July to talk to young people because this is bigger than Bill Cosby. The rep said that the comedian once known as America's Dad will issue a dire warning to his audience about getting snared by sex crime claims. He's essentially going on tour to tell people how to avoid sexual assault claims. Jeez. Step one, don't drug and rape women. That's how I avoided them throughout my entire life. Never even been an issue for me. Uh, I have co-signed that statement. <laughs> there, there it is. Dude, it's official, not we, a turd. We are in unison <laughs> on that one. Step one. That's a big one. Yeah. I always talk about this. The self-awareness of people. Know who you are. Dude, the lack of self-awareness in this is alarming. Like, it is alarming. Um, Like, how can you not know the optics of this? Well, Bill Cosby, first of all, claims he's blind, so that's that's part of it right uh, there. Maybe uh, I'm having a hard time with that. Low, low Um, hanging fruit. But, so... I understand, and you know, I think with what just happened on that reality TV show, The Bachelor, or whatever, um, there are there are certainly cases of you know sexual assault that have been alleged against somebody that turn out to be false. false. Sure, and I understand why avoiding those situations, how people are supposed to react in those situations, those are important things. At the NFL Rookie Symposium, well, yeah, I mean, but, <laughs> yes. but Bill Cosby does not need to be the person giving that message. It's like, dude, if I'm going to tell you about how to lose weight, you're going to be like, shut up, Stansberry. You up. just whoop down two donuts in 20 seconds. An alarming rate, dude. That was, it was. I mean, usually it's impressive. That was alarming. I I think I may have broke Lance Speed record this morning. 
Like, I don't understand how how anybody thinks this is going to be a good idea or why they think people would come to see this. And w- people want to come see a spectacle. People are going to want to go Much there. Much like when Charlie Sheen went on tour. If you're going to if you're going to say it's town hall where there's like questions and stuff, people are going to go in there and and scream at Bill Cosby. I can guarantee you that. He's going to be up there and doing his 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 pudding pops commercials and somebody's going to start screaming rapist, rapist, rapist. I guarantee you that. It'll be me. Jeez. No, I, uh, but I, I do want to talk about the jury. Okay. And because we evolve as human beings. Yeah. And, and it's important that you do that. It's important that every once in a while you look around and be like, dude, are we still using the best systems? Like, are we still doing that? Are we sure there's not better, like, you know, knowledge for our time? And 10 jurors voted that he would be guilty and two didn't. And he gets acquitted. Now, is it maybe time to move the system from unanimous jury to majority majority rules or well, an overwhelming majority? Maybe, maybe you even set the limit. Like it's got to be more than just one over the limit, but like 10 to two and the guy walks. I was going to say, you'd have to bump it up to 13 people um, on a jury there. I'm okay with which, that. I mean, yeah, I guess is, isn't going to be that difficult. I'd be totally okay with it. But I mean, I don't know. I've seen 12 angry men just like everyone else. And there is that thought of like, well, that one person that sees something that the others don't and has the ability to, you know, change other people's minds. That's important. Present, you know it what is. I mean? That's like, it. And when you're talking about sending people away for the rest of their lives, that is important for somebody to be able to say, well, wait, we're not focusing on this. Right. I'm all for it. But. I'm not sure that just because we created this system forever and we've been, I mean, let's be honest, we're going to sit here and talk about how this is the one part of the justice system that works, right? Right. Uh, Yes, of (laughs) course, it's time for a reevaluation of the entire process. Um, I think it's also well worth noting that, like, all right, so in this one particular case, there was 10 jurors that thought he was guilty, two jurors that felt there wasn't enough evidence to, 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 you know, convict him. This is one of like 60 allegations against him. You know what I mean? Like there's a little bit of that in the equation there where it's like Fair. if this was one a, a one off circumstance that we were talking about here and this was like, oh, well, you know, we just didn't have. But this is one of 60. So I, that has to weigh in for me. And I know every court case is its own individual thing. You're not considering the other allegations. I must have forgotten. I thought they had compiled most of that. But they, um, they no, didn't. as far as I know, this was this was this was a one. I didn't know that. So, yeah, I, I'm going to take you at your word there i um and, and i would agree with you there that that that's that's a major issue too i just think it's time maybe we start looking at that when 10 reasonable adults think you're guilty and there's only two of you that can't be uh, persuaded i worry that there's something going on there and that maybe now we just let uh, we, we just let a criminal totally walk and i i wonder if it's maybe not time to reevaluate the system maybe it is maybe it's not i don't know josh tweets in and actually i do know it is it's time to reevaluate the whole system i don't know why i'm doing that Josh tweeted in and says, God damn it, Stansberry. You always spit out the phone numbers too fast, and I want a perfect circle ticket. Slow it down, buddy. So for Josh and everybody else, the number is 1-800-766. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. My stupid funny radio bit (laughs) backfired in my face. 
1-800-243-7625. I'm a Micro Machines dude. No, it's seriously. All joking aside, it's 1-800-243-7625. Well, if the goddamn phone number was the same frequency of the radio station, maybe I'd be able to remember it. But no, Rock 1069's got to be the one radio station in the world that rethinks the wheel and it spells rock. It spells rock, man. So you wait and hear the police next. Kidding. We'll take caller 20 right now for our Perfect Circle tickets. That shows in November 1-800-243-7625. Did I get it right that time? Hopefully. I, I got know. it. Hey, at least I gave the tickets away when I said I was going to. You know what I mean? It's a, dude, it's a, you know, it's a process, man. We'll get there. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Still to come on the program, the 100 greatest metal albums of all time. The top 10 are exactly what you think they are. Which kind of, you know what, I'll just save it. I'm going to get up on my music hill, though. I'm telling you right now. I'm going to be bitching a lot of people who complain about things that they don't understand. I'll be doing that during that. But the 100 greatest metal albums of all time still to come. It is Friday. Indeed it is, dude. It is It is the weekend. This is when a lot of people head to the bars and try to meet people and try to bump genitals into somebody else. Yeah. It's a big time to do it. And apparently here, uh, Maxim.com has eight clues that your woman's cheating on you. And I'm going to take issues with this. Okay. All right? Because I think that the, some of this is just flat out laziness. Okay. Okay, you're going to tell me the crack staff at, 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 at Maxim is going to take the easy way out and just put some crap together? I don't, I don't By know calling another blog and saying, hey, let us buy that article from you and we'll post it here? Yeah. Number eight is if your girlfriend's blonde, she's cheating on you. See, that's lazy. Apparently, research from the cheating site Cheaterville, blonde women are more prone to cheating relative to any other hair color. Um, the reason I would agree with that is because most women dye their hair blonde. Well, uh, but I think I think it, it still rings true that blondes probably do get more attention. I think there's is there something about that that I think is true. So constantly hit on, mm-hmm. you can only say no so many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that being true too. That could definitely weigh in. Um, they're not totally my thing. I'll take a brunette with curves all day, but like um, most guys want a blonde with big boobs. Like if you ask most guys, that's probably what they want. So yeah, I I didn't weigh that in, Fantone. That's probably a, a fair estimation that they're just being hit on at such an alarming rate that maybe that they can't yeah. say no. Another one of these uh, clues they say here. I think we're getting a little loose with that term. That your girlfriend may be cheating on you, wife maybe even. She's a broker, a banker, or a flight attendant. Damn. A massive survey uh, survey of around six thousand women. Currently cheating on their partners found that 60. Now, these are 6,000 women who are actually cheating. Found that 65% of them cheat at work, which means your girlfriend might be having a, you know, a little bit of an office affair. Now, we were just talking about this. Uh, Fantone and I were off the air in the studio the other day because I'm suspicious that two of our coworkers are sleeping together right now. Jeez. And we are in a very small building. And um, and I feel like I am picking up on it, and I see it. And we started talking about this. And offices, uh, office romances happen. 
They happen. You're working in close proximity to somebody. And what can happen, honestly, while working closely with somebody is this is where personality can make somebody much more attractive to you. Like if you work closely with somebody and you're not necessarily physically attracted to them the first time you see them, you spend more time with them, more time with them, more time with them. All of a sudden now, these little quirky things about them that you find interesting now make that person better looking to you. Yeah, familiarity with each other obviously breeds comfort, and out of that, certainly, you know, having when the sex. comfort comes out, so does the D. Yeah, yeah, and dude, I'm I'm in a bad place. My girlfriend's already two for two right there. That's bad. Oh my god, yeah, you're right. Blonde. Your your girlfriend's blonde, and she works in the banking She's industry. A banker, so yeah, all right, two for two. There we go. <sighs> harlot, feeling, feeling good about myself right now. The harlot of Star County, getting terrible. <laughs> the jeez. The number six uh, rule, not rule. Q, uh, clues that you're uh, you're better off cheating on you if she's you know if you're dating a woman. If she likes rock music. They're more likely. Another study conducted by extramarital affair uh, site Victoria Milan found that people who love rock music more than any other genre are most likely to cheat on their partner. Now, I'll be honest with you, and before you fly off the handle, start tweeting at me, calling me a bigot, I would have said top 40 or hip-hop, just because you're more likely to be younger while listening to that type of music, which would make you more promiscuous as a person. I think all things equal, if it was the same age and I took a chick that liked rap music versus a chick that liked rock music versus a chick that liked country, I would almost go with the chick that liked rock music just because it's that rock and roll lifestyle. Mentality. It's that dangerous, like... I'm On the edge. I'm, I'm, I'm attracted to danger. I'm sure she dates guys with tattoos. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I, I would think a rock fan would be more likely to be a cigarette smoker, too. Like, that's just... It seems like that's... They all go together. More risk involved yep. in your life. I could see that. Yep. If your woman has a cat, she's more likely to cheat on you. I'm skipping right over that one. Well, dude, I'm because in, uh, find me a woman who doesn't have a cat. Three for four, I am right now. Your yeah. boy is not feeling good about that. Well, you're 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 about to be four for five. <laughs> right. If you better have fakes orgasms. Oh, she's <laughs> she's most likely cheating on you. Now, this one I would buy because if you're not being fulfilled sexually, yeah. you are going to start looking yeah. outside of your own house, and um, so that one doesn't. That one doesn't shock me. I understand sometimes faking stuff is a part of sex. Sometimes you're not as into it as he is that night or vice versa or a million different ways that sex can kind of. But like if you're faking on a regular basis, get out of that relationship. Yeah. Get out of that relationship. What are you doing? Everybody's had to do it here and there. But if it's the standard of what your sex life is, you need to find a different partner for you. You, you're, You're obviously unfulfilled. They have found the watermark of where relationships of like the time length of when women will start to cheat. If you've been together for seven years, she's more likely to cheat on you. A lot of marriages go to hell, they say, after seven years. And they say that's about the, like, you know, the average time for most people that where they can hold it together. Um, I don't know what the divorce rate in this country. I know like percentage is like 52%, but I don't right. know about like what the average is of like when like how long you were married when that happened. I mean, it's a classic Marilyn Monroe movie, the seven year itch there where it's, ah, you, you know, you've been together for that long and there just comes to be a point where you, you, I don't know if it's, you're nostalgic for the days when you were single or, or, or if it's just like, dude, I've had sex with you enough, but yeah, there's, you know, that's a, that's a long time thing. Denver tweets in and says, I'm betting on that. The two coworkers that are banging are Nikki six and Kramer. There you go. That might be it. There that's the go. new rumor. Okay. You heard it here first. Okay. If your girlfriend or wife's age 
ends with the number nine, she's more likely to be cheating on you. Again, what are we reading this for? Elicitencounters.com found that people are most likely to cheat on their partners when their age ends with a nine. 29, 39, 49. Now, I'll tell you why I sort of believe this one. Oh, yeah. Because you're on, you're, you're, you're on the cusp of like what is a milestone birthday. You start reflecting on your life. I need to make some changes. That person's better looking. I'm going to rail him. Uh, yeah, I can totally see that. I, I buy that. I, I you buy think, that one. I, I don't think that's crazy. That might be the best one out of all of them so far, to be honest with you. And the number one thing, clue, they say, that can lead you down the path of your girlfriend cheating on you or wife is that if she's in her 30s, a recent study by extramarital cheating site Victoria Milan, which is basically Ashley Madison, found that the average age women cheat, I was surprised by this, Fantone, is, and I guess maybe we shouldn't be, is 36 and a half. Now, at first, I was shocked by that. I was like, Jesus, you're waiting until 36? But women come into their sexual prime later in life than men do. Well, and you're probably at a point there, too, if you follow the traditional like path. Your husband's probably almost 40 and probably can't do it. Well, and, and, and you don't want to wait until too much later because, let's be real, I think there's a certain point in life where, like, lust kind of dies down a little bit and you, you know so i just feel like i don't know that's probably right where it is like right where you're you you find like all right he works every day he's never home blah 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 like i have to take care of all these kids and now you know jim at the office is all of a sudden paying attention to me he wants it right and he's gonna get it somebody wrote this in to me and told me this and i don't know if this is true but if it is i find it depressing one of our listeners is telling me that the average length of a marriage now is two years God, dude, shorter than NFL careers. Ryan Stewart wrote in and says, average is two years for a marriage. God, I got to tell you, as a guy who doesn't plan on getting married, that's depressing. Like, that's pretty sad that we're like we're getting that bad at picking partners and being in a committed relationship with another human being that we can't last more than 24 months with somebody. That's pathetic. Honestly, that that's, God, that's disheartening. Although it should make me happy because it is Friday, which means a lot of those people are going to be at the bar. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll run into one of you guys a little bit later. That'd be awesome. The 100 greatest metal albums of all time. I'm not going to give you all 100, but we will call through the top 10 for you. That will happen next on Rock 106. On Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. Also can be streamed the world round via iHeartRadio. And now is when two huge hip-hop fans are going to tell you what the best 10 metal records of all times were. Now, I like all music. I'm, I'm a huge metal fan, too, but I do like a lot of hip-hop, and I've been listening to a lot more of it lately. Well, we just played Van Halen Love Walks In, so I mean, dude, if anybody knows anything about metal music... It's us. It's us. It's us. Or if you want to hold hands at the prom. Like, <laughs> you know, whatever. We're the, we're, we're, we're the guys. Um, no, but dude, I think both you and I, we have plenty of rock and roll cred, dude. Plenty Tons of it. it. Yeah. Got a lot of it. And this is actually, I'm just going to tell you what the top 10 were from Rolling Stone. This isn't my top 10 okay. best metal records of all time. Although, it's hard to really argue with their list. I mean, I, I could sub a few out here or there, but right. it's not like this isn't egregious, is my point. Okay. So, according to Rolling Stone, the 10th best 
metal album of all time. Now, again, don't get hung up on the term metal. What they're going to mean is hard rock, aggressive rock, because the Rolling Stone magazine is read by all people. Yeah, and I mean... You can't get caught up in terms. People people who... Is it black metal? Is it death metal? Maybe it's holy metal. Is it this metal? Maybe it's stoner metal. Shut up. You music snobs that think you know stuff, but you don't. It's, so don't get hung up on the titles, right? right? But the number number 10. Number 10. Was Pantera's vulgar display of power from 1992. Now, I have been on record, and I will say it again right now. I think Pantera was damn good, but wildly overrated. I um, think they're good, but I, out of that era, I'll take Fear Factory over Pantera any day of the week. I think Pantera, just because they were one of the more popular bands of that weird era right there, um, between Metallica, Megadeth, Iron Maiden, and like that 90s rock sound, they were just like a an alternative, an alternative to grunge, kind of. Yeah, grunge was kind of rock music, but it wasn't heavy enough for a lot of people, and I will give Pantera this. They were the bridge over that troubled water in that time for a lot of people, so I'll give Pantera that. I'm just saying, for me personally, I thought Fear Factory was a better product, and also, none of my Fear Factory t-shirts had the Confederate flag on them, so kind of like that. But Rolling Stone calls Vulgar Display of Power the 10th best metal record of all time. Hard to argue against playing walk on a radio station. Uh, yeah, I'd probably play this one. What's the other one? Five Minutes Alone, I'd probably play that one. Cemetery Gates, I'd probably get into that. This one, for sure. I, I, yeah, For sure. I'd get into those. And again, that just coming from a guy that says they're overrated. But yeah, they still have songs that are good. The number nine best metal album of all time, according to Rolling Stone, is Ozzy Osbourne's The Blizzard of Oz. And Ozzy was great. I mean, when, I'm old enough to remember this. Like, Now, granted, I was only four in 1980, but my brother and my cousins were all like seven, eight years older than mine. My cousin Doug's actually the one that got me into music. And he was like eight years older than me. That's where half my records came from, were handed down from my cousin Doug. And people thought Ozzy was done. Like, they thought it was over. And then he comes out and puts out two albums within a year and a half, and they were both killer. And it's because Sharon, like, got him into the studio and made sure both albums were recorded before they released them. And she knew what she was doing. Like, say what you want about Sharon Osbourne, but she knew what she was doing. Um, Obviously, this was... You're right, kind of the after being after being fired from Black Sabbath, and I feel like this encaptures this sound and this style of '80s rock very well. Like that Blizzard of Oz album, I can very much point to and be like, "That's what that was." You get I don't know on that Crazy Train and Suicide Solution. That's a great album. Crowley's on that too. Oh yeah, that's right. Great album. Coming in at number eight, best metal album of all time, according to Rolling Stone, is Megadeth's Peace Sells, But Who's Buying? And again, hard to argue with this. You're going to hear a little silence here because we don't have Megadeth in the system. We don't have any. So we have rock cred. Other people around the building, maybe not so much. But this album was very good. I'm not even sure it's my favorite Megadeth record, but it is a damn good one. I always feel like people are going to punch me for saying this, but of all those bands that were in like the big four of thrash metal, I always felt like Megadeth just wasn't my cup of tea. Really? Yeah, it's never. I, I, I never. I never thought they were as good as the other bands that they get compared to. I don't know if I can argue that. I I, I think they're good, um, but uh, were they as good as Metallica got? No. No, no I, I I don't think you can say that. No, I I don't have any problem with that. I and I think Dave Mustaine would be okay with that. 
Okay. Until he, <laughs> right. until he cries in the next movie. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Peace Sells, um, but who's buying? I, I love that record a lot. This one I was surprised made the top 10. I'm not surprised the band made the top 10. I'm surprised this record made the top 10, which is uh, coming in at number seven. According to Rolling Stone, best metal albums of all time. Uh, number seven is Motorhead's No Remorse from 1984. And I would have thought... Like the Ace of Spades album itself would have been in the top 10, not No Remorse. But I really like Motorhead. I, I remember when the Big Four came out and they, they were doing those shows, you can check my social media, I said, guys, what are you doing? Call it the Big Five and call Motorhead and get out there. Now, you can't anymore because Lemmy's now dead. But I can still remember, and again, it was my cousin Doug, I can still remember exactly where I was when I heard The Chase is Better Than The Catch by Motorhead, and it changed my life forever. I remember thinking to myself, I don't know what that is. What the hell is it? But I like it. I remember that. Um, Motorhead just sounds so dangerous to me. Like, yeah. They've always sounded so badass. Like For three dudes, that's a lot of sound. You can, uh, as soon as you start listening to Motorhead, you're automatically smoking a cigarette with a leather jacket on. Like That's just the way it is to me. Like With the Metallica metal up your ass patch on your jean jacket. Yeah, Motorhead was so damn good, dude. They were just great. Top 10 greatest metal albums of all time. Coming in at number six is Slayer's Rain and Blood from 1986 with the song Angel of Death on that, obviously keeping up a track. Yeah, um, and again, for all of you people, music producers are ruining the business. Rick Rubin that year produced Slayer's Rain and Blood, the BC Boys original album, I believe it was, and a run DMC record all at the same time. You keep bitching about music producers. Without Rick Rubin, half of your music collection would suck. Fantone, why aren't you playing some Slayer? Uh, oh, yeah. Ah, dude, come on. No, I, I understand it's not having anything off of Rain and Blood, but... Um, uh, I don't know. I feel like in the all-request electric rock lunch, there's got to be some Slayer on a rock. Yeah, we should really have. I was looking to get my. I was looking to get the radio stations back. We should really have Slayer. That's that's kind of bad. Come on. Coming in at number five, top ten greatest metal albums of all time is Black Sabbath's Black Sabbath. It's kind of hard to argue that they have this listed as 1970. I thought it was actually the year before, but I could be wrong. But you get NIB, you get all that kind of stuff. And uh, it's hard to argue that. That's a great record. Well, and especially when you consider what music was in 1969, 1970, to have Black Sabbath come out and do what they did, certainly impressive and obviously It was Herman's Hermits, and then all of a sudden Black Sabbath came out. People went, what the hell is that? Number four, top ten best metal albums of all time, according to Rolling Stone. And again, I have said that this is the greatest heavy metal band of all time, and I'll stand by my statement. Number four is Iron Maiden's The Number of the Beast. Iron Maiden, by my estimation, my opinion, is the best heavy metal band of all time. If you go, if you, first of all, if you take everything else and all you do is count catalog and strong albums, Iron Maiden runs away with it. If you just stick with, with albums, Iron Maiden runs away with it. Now you add imagery and Eddie and the shows and all that stuff, they were killer. Iron Maiden was amazing. Still is. Still pretty good. 
See, we have... Why, we should play this more. Like, Kramer should play this more. That's just me. Number three is the band that was constantly in battle with Iron Maiden is Judas Priest's British Steel from 1980. Now, I will admit, I was always a bigger... Back in the day, and again, I was there, you had to like one or the other one more. Like, you were either a Maiden fan or a Judas Priest fan. Interest of full disclosure, I was an Iron Maiden fan. I always looked at, like, the Judas Priest stuff and was like, what the hell is that? Like, I always thought, like, the little leather hat he wore always bothered me. I didn't know at 10, but I was like, that's, like, that doesn't, that, that doesn't look right. Not into the, I'm not into the little leather hat. But British Steel is an amazing record. Actually, Screaming for Vengeance was a damn good Judas Priest record, too. So I understand them making the list. I totally get it. But I do like Iron Maiden better. This is the one that I would sub out. And it's number two. Top ten best metal albums of all time. I would sub this out. I'm fine with the band being in the top ten. I'm not sure this is their best offering. And it's Metallica's Master of Puppets, 1986. The songs off a master that are good are great, but the songs that aren't are pure trash filler. And so, like, that's my problem with Master of Puppets. Would you switch in Ride the Lightning? What are you switching in? Ride the Lightning. Now, again, that's a personal preference thing here. It's hard to argue because Master of Puppets is kind of where Metallica hit their stride. It's kind of where that brand really started to get built was Master of Puppets. So I get why it's on this list for Rolling Stone. But in my personal list, yes, I would sub in Ride the Lightning. I think it's a better record. My favorite Metallica song of all time is on Ride the Lightning. It's called Escape, and it's actually James Hetfield's his least favorite Metallica song of all time. So maybe he's right and I'm wrong. Thought you were going to say Hardwired to Self-Destruct right there. No, no that album's just okay. pure trash. All right. Number one on the list, best metal records of all time, according to the Rolling Stone magazine, is Black Sabbath's Paranoid. Can't even be a little surprised. No. Now let's look over this list a little bit, right? What is this? It's all the albums you know. It's the hits. And I'm going to drive this point home. You know why it's the hits? Because the hits are what you actually like. You pretend that you're into all these deep cuts and all this stuff. No, you're not. You like the hits. You like the stuff you know. And Rolling Stone knows that. That's why people read the magazine. It's why radio stations play the songs they play, even though you tell us you don't want to hear them. It's because you do. They're the hits. Where are all these? Now, again, this was 100 greatest albums. So Exodus, Bonded by Blood is on the list. But it's at like 88. I'm pulling a number out. I don't know exactly where it fell. Now, I will tell you, as an Exodus fan, Bonded by Blood should be in the top 20. I'll give you that. Exodus was amazing. If you don't know them, check Exodus out. They were really damn good. But what are the top 10? The records we all knew were going to be in the top 10. Why? Because when we stop lying about what we like and we get honest with ourselves, this is what we like. Translation? You like Nickelback, you effing liar. Close out the program. That will happen next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. And all I gotta say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh God. Oh, my night. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown.
ducking, baby. Well, howdy, folks. How the hell y'all doing? Old Catfish Cooley coming into you live, baby. Kick the dust up. <laughs> You're f***ing your girlfriend in a public restaurant acting like a prostitute. If, if he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means, take a hike. I thought I like women! The president and a small group of people know exactly what he meant. There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if Melinda Brown Duncan, baby! If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. You gonna die doing this dumb ass yeah. fool? Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is. You were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. What? I got some mighty dog food, some kind of s***. Hey, it's Friday. Are you ready for the weekend? You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much <laughs> you take on your face. No, this is wrong. Oh, my God. Look at what you did to him. And, you know, this is terrible. This is terrible. I'm 56 years old. You know, I had to take off my shoes. Work in the field. That's part of that. That's <laughs> Senate. I'm a house. So kiss my black but you gotta eat the booty like groceries. Oh my god. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Before moving any further, yeah. I would like to take a moment. We don't always do this, but I need to wish a happy birthday to one of my favorite Cant Knights ever. And that's Officer Lamar Sharp, whose birthday is today. And that guy does a fantastic job, uh, you know, spreading goodwill throughout the community. As a matter of fact, I was at Rhythm and Brews last night at the Cultural Center, and a guy came up to me who listens to the show a lot and said, man, I had never heard of that guy. He's like, but then you had him on the show. He's like, I started following him on Twitter. I started following Lamar on Instagram. He's like, and I've just been, like, captivated by what that guy does. He's like, it's amazing what that guy does. Um, It's a, uh, what do I want to say? A tough thing to repair the bridge between the community and the police. I think you can point to a million different things, and both sides, there's been shortcomings, and both sides need to do a little bit yeah, of work. Both sides are right and wrong. Um, but at the end of the day, Officer Lamar Sharp is one of those dudes who does that work. And today's his birthday, so happy birthday, celebrity birthdays, Kent, Ohio, Officer Lamar Sharp. Happy birthday, buddy. You know, I, um, I've told him every time he comes in to the studio, I've told him every single time that what I think is so important about what that guy does is that for so many people in America, in certain communities, the police are just the dudes who kick in the door to arrest your cousin. That's it. That's all they are. And so I like what he does because he's getting out there showing people that the police are something else, too, that they can be something else, too. And, yeah, that relationship between community and cop has been strained over the past you know, few years, actually a lot longer, if we're going to be honest about right. it. And um, he's doing his best he can to heal that. And we're big fans of that here at the Stansbury Show. So happy birthday, Lamar Sharp. Happy birthday, buddy. We love you, buddy. All right. So now let's go back and destroy some stuff. Okay. I, uh, there's a piece of audio that, that, that Fantone has, and one of our very dedicated listeners, Jacqueline, requested this. We did it earlier for her this morning, but she wasn't, uh, she wasn't around yet. She wasn't up for the day yet. 
And so I promised her we would do this to end the program. She was listening the other day when Fantone was making me aware of a line in the song where somebody said, you got to eat what eat the booty like groceries. Yeah, there's just been a lot of a lot of butt stuff in the world recently, and I just don't understand it, including this lyric right here. But gotta eat the booty like groceries. And uh, she actually went so far as like she was like listening in her car. She like filmed herself laughing along with our segment that day. And I, I don't know. I just I, I really enjoyed that. And so she asked me, she goes, will you please, 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 will you slow down, eat the booty like groceries? So here you go. Baby, gotta eat the booty like groceries. <laughs> I do like that. I do. I like it. I think I like it better than I would like eating booty like groceries. Is that it? It's 9.54 on Friday, dude. Come on. You know, I, I did have a guy say to me last night while I was out working for the radio station. He goes, did I hear you right this morning? Were you saying you could get your booty licked on shore for 10 bucks? <laughs> and I said to him, I was like, yeah, regretfully, I, did, I think I did say yeah, that. I think you did. I think, I, think, I, think I did make that. And so that's not a Stansbury Show guarantee. Like, don't go up and down shore with like a 10 in your pocket. And be like, well, he said, though, like, I, you know, I don't, you know, don't hold me to stuff. Aside from that, we're done for the week. We'll be back at it live Monday morning, 6 a.m. We'll be live on Rock 106.9. We'll be online at WRQK.com. And, of course, always be able to be heard via iHeartRadio. You guys have a great weekend. See ya. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit pigs. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes.